Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 126 of the Poke Tower Podcast. It's absolutely nuts. We're saying that. I'm your host, Gengar Greasy. If you're new here, this is a trading cards, collectibles podcast. We talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Digimon, Dragon Ball, and more. Um, sports cards, Marvel, video games, whatever you like, uh, whatever we like, we talk about it. Got a different setup today, if you guys notice that. It's a little bit brighter in here. You guys like that? It's like um, not the purple and red that we normally do. We got we got the white lights. Um, hopefully you guys like that. There's something wrong with that one. That that light right there is like pulsing. I don't know what's going on. Um, let me see if I can fix that. Stop it. There we go. We'll see how that goes. I think the battery might be dying. Who knows? Um, let me know if you guys like that or if that's annoying. If that's annoying you, it's a little bit brighter though, right? Uh, let's see. What do we got? A uh, little bit of a. I say it every week. Different podcast today. It's gonna be a little bit different. Um, there's some things that you know. Sometimes. There's really not much on the TCG horizon, so it's like, well, what do we do? Well, we look back. So we'll be looking back at some things um, in, in a little segment called Where Are They Now? So that's what we'll be looking at for the for the bulk of the, the podcast today. Uh, we're also going to be talking about top 10 Marvel heroes. And the um, there was a really cool request, actually, from one of our Discord members, um, Lone Wolf. He was saying, hey, can we do a like an MLC bracket? of uh you know march madness bracket uh for the different sports and things like that so i kind of put my own twist on it and we'll be talking about major league baseball rookies this year it's a great time to talk about it actually because you know the regular season starts in about two weeks um so get your education up find out you know who's supposed to pop this season and then hopefully by october we've made some september october hopefully we've made some good decisions on rookies you know, or when they select the rookie of the year, that type of stuff, when that stuff's awarded, hopefully we've made some good choices with our collectibles that we've bought, you know, or whoever we're investing in, right? Um, and and basically he was saying, you know, there's some of us don't know anything about sports, so it's like, how do we learn about this? Well, I think, you know, March Madness style brackets are actually a great option. Um, so that's a really cool thing to do. And um, yeah, that's what we're going to check out today. All right. Lots of stuff, but first, let's talk about the TCG Battle Royale. Here we go. TCG Battle Royale. This is our segment where we talk about Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Dragon Ball, and Digimon, and their newest booster release, uh, booster set releases. We rank them, one through four. Remember, any given week, it's not about what the most expensive set is. It's not about what the cheapest set is. It's about all the different factors that maybe maybe the cheapest set actually has the best single card in it, right? Maybe it has the rarest insert set. There's all kinds of different ways of looking at it. Maybe one of these sets has um, the cheapest sealed prices or one has the highest sealed prices. Like in, But that all, it varies, right? So the price of the singles versus the price of the cards, um, you know, within that set and then the price of the set sealed like the case price bunch of different things um and when you look at all of it like this you kind of you know figure out hey well this is what i'm going to buy and this is why that's why we do this segment here we go 
number one this week, and this is going to be its final week at the number one position. Dragon Ball Super Fighter's Ambition. I have to give it first place again. I mean, look at this. Look. We got green, and it's been out since like last fall, last winter. Case prices are up to $12.97. Box prices stayed the same at $96.90, which is just nuts for a Dragon Ball Super set. Uh, top four cards in the set, $583 and, oh, uh, and a penny. And there are seven cards in the set that break the $15 price point. So that category is down. Um, but that Gohan's been carrying. That Gohan st steady stayed at $300 plus. Uh, I think it may have dropped to $290 very shortly. You know, very short period of time. But it stayed at $300. And um, I think it's here to stay. And I think that uh, Evil Saiyan Secret Rare is also here to stay with new sets coming out that support uh, that specific card. So... Solid. Now, on the 17th, which is this Friday, Dragon Ball will be releasing Power Absorbed. And we talked about Power Absorbed in episode 125. And that set looks like a banger. Looks great. So they just follow. And what's cool is that these aren't, they're not ghost rare. Or not ghost rare. Wow. They're not god rare sets. So there, there's no god rare in Fighter's Ambition. There's no god rare in Power Absorbed. So they're just putting out solid sets. Uh, and then I think we get another Zenkai series after Power Absorbed, and we'll get another Ghost uh, God Rare. But man, Dragon Ball's doing—they're doing a great job. So they got to—they got to take number one. This one's going to surprise you a little bit. Coming in at number two on its debut week, Yu-Gi-Oh! Maze of Memories. I told you guys last week we weren't sure what the collector rares were going to be. They only shared like seven of them. Well, the set released on the 10th, four days ago, and come to find out, they do have Baron de Fleur in a Collector Rare. Uh, they also have Black Luster Soldier in a Collector Rare, and then they have um, a uh, Neos uh, Hero in, the, in, as, in a Collector Rare. There's like, I got to take a whole look at the set, because there's 15 different Collector Rares, but these were the ones that popped the most to me, and they also happen to be the highest priced ones. Um, but remember what I told you about the Black Luster Soldier. I said, hey, if we get a Black Luster in Collector Rare, this is going to be a great set. It's going to be a big set. Um, and look at the numbers, right? So it's it's four days old. It's going to be a little inflated. We all know this. But uh, this gives me this gives me like Toon Chaos Junior vibes, right? So it's it's I don't think it's going to be as great as Toon Chaos, but it's like a baby version of Toon Chaos. Um, so here you go. You got case prices at $699.99. Remember, you got all the Gate Guardian stuff in here too, which is, they're bringing that back. That's awesome. Box prices, $62.76. That's a, that's pretty solid. Um, seeing that most collect, I mean, what was the last collector rare set we looked at? Um, Amazing Defenders was like 38 bucks. This is 62. We'll see what happens in a few weeks, but I like it right now. Top four uh, cards in the set come out to $436.45. Those are all collector rares, so take that with a grain of salt. And then 17 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. And this is where I'm kind of worried, right? Because there are 15 collector rares. So out of the 17 cards, 15 of them are, you know, box hits. Um, and then you have two ultras, secrets, you know, that, that are just over the $15 price point. So we'll see how this goes with the weeks coming. But I, I, I think that Black Luster is here to stay. I know that Baron is still meta. 
I mean, just last week, I sold two ultra rare barons for 60 apiece. Not the collector rare. I, the collector rare wasn't out yet, but I sold the ultra rare variant, the first one, uh, and that was selling for 60 something. So collector rare is probably going to be well above that number. Um, now, I don't know how well he does after he's kind of like phased out. I mean, you know, people don't really use him anymore, but. That's why I go for like classic characters. You know, you got your hero, you got your Neos heroes in the middle there. It looks like it's a group, a group of them on a fusion card. Um, and then you got your Black Luster uh, Legendary Swordsman. I think those two will probably be more collectible. If you know, but that Baron de Fleur looks awesome. If you've ever seen the Ultra Rare, it's a great looking card. Uh, so, and again, the rarity is named after collector. It's called Collector Rare, so it's named after us. Um, Strong debut for Yu-Gi-Oh. We haven't seen that in a while. And I mean, think about it, though. It's been dead. He had Amazing Defenders, Photon Hypernova, um, Darkwing Blast, which was supposed to be good, but just kind of didn't have that flair. Uh, Power of the Elements was like the last decent one we had. And they come out with this. This is, this is good. I mean, this is one of the best collector. I would put it up there with like King's Court. So King's Court, Toon Chaos, Maze of Memories, right? Maze of Memories is probably number three out of that group, uh, but it's got the potential. All right, number three this week. Digimon Dimensional Phase. All red in every category. I want it to do well, but uh, th it seems like that, that week one, week two flare is already slowing down. Uh, you got case prices at $895.49, box price at $75.89, and then the top four cards in the set to $579.61, and 14 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. And... The interesting thing about this set, though, is all those cards above the $15 price point are they're all alternates. So that's and they, they range from like 20 to like $40, which is great. You know, if you're buying a box for 75 bucks, you pull one of those alts in this pool of 14 cards. You know what I mean? You got to if you get one of the 14, um, you're getting you're getting half your money back. Or close to it. And that's that's pretty darn good with just one card. And then everything else you pull, who knows. Um, but All Force Vidramon is down even more. Last week it was 99. This week it's down to 90. I think the Machine Dramon is 140, 145. And then you have Mastamon at like 300 something. So... I don't know. I, I think this is one of those ones... You can wait now. You can wait. I think you can wait. More of it's going to get opened. It's something. These numbers got to change to show me that there's some more interest there. Because if the price just keeps dropping, then that means just you know people are just selling it, right? There's there's too much supply out there. No one's holding it, which means no one really likes it. <laughs> so, um, we'll give it some time. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's still a great set. Don't get me wrong. Number four. Yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon's going to number four this week. And uh, I, all these sets are great sets. This is actually our strongest lineup of sets we've had in a while. I, I, I could buy any of these sets. If, if it was at a store and I wanted to get one, I'd be like, you know, it's a flip a coin because I like them all. I think they're all great. Um, but Pokemon Crown Zenith with, with Scarlet Violet coming out in about two, three weeks. This, is good. this, this thing's going to start losing its flair. So remember that number four slot usually means the cheapest cards on the market. So it doesn't make it a bad set. It actually means it's on, it's on sale, and this would be probably some of the better times to start buying it. 
you could actually even wait longer. But what I'm saying is if you haven't bought yet, you're not missing anything. Uh, case prices for 10 ETBs is at $624.99. Box prices $58.94. That went up just a little bit. Top four cards in the set, $334.04. And 18 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Again, those are all alts and secrets. So very much like Digimon. Shoot, I mean, very much like Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, where if you don't get the chase hit you or an alt, you're, you're not getting anything. Um, but, it, you know, with Pokemon, with Pokemon, it's a much larger pond that you're in, right? Much larger, like, body of collectors. So if you get a mid-tier pool that's worth, like, 20 bucks, the there's too much competition there. And you'll have some guy undercut you at 18, a guy undercut you at 16. So it's like, it's a rat race with Pokemon. Um, whereas these others, you know, not as many people collect Digimon, not as many people collect uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. So like, you're going to get more of a premium price for an, a decent pool. Uh, it's not a race to the bottom. And to, but as you can see with Pokemon, the prices are steadily going down. And I mean, that's, that's what happens with Crown Zenith, right? It's, it's a couple weeks old now, maybe a month or two old. Um, these are these are gonna these are gonna flail out, and you just kind of bide your time. You know, there's really no rush. Like, ask yourself why you need it right now, besides wanting to open it. So, uh, yeah, that 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 sums it up this week. I'm gonna go Dragon Ball Fighters Ambition number one, Maze of Memories from Yu-Gi-Oh. Brand new release came out last uh, Friday, I believe. Number two, Digimon Dimensional Phase. Gonna put that at number three, and then uh, Pokemon Crown Zenith number four. I'd like to see Yu-Gi-Oh! jump in that number one spot. I don't think it has the firepower to do it, though. Because Power Absorbed looked really strong. Uh, Digimon probably has some of the rarest cards in terms of, like, pool rates. So they, did, Digimon might come out of nowhere. It's really tough. Um, I'd like to see Yu-Gi-Oh! number one, but I gotta see something from that Black Luster. Gotta see something from the uh, Heroes Fusion card. Give me something on that. You know, if that thing pushes over 150 200 bucks raw, which is very much like what the original Black Luster Envoy the beginning from Toon Chaos did, right? Or like King's Court. If it can do like that type of stuff, um, it's going to look great. Okay, that's it for the Battle Royale this week. We're moving into some Pokemon. Here we go. Who's that Pokemon? All right. You read your screen here. It says, where are they now? So what I've done is I've grabbed a handful of cards from each TCG we talk about, just three per, um, and we're going to find out where they're at now. What I, what I did is I went on TCG Player, took a look at the, the market there, um, and their one-year price or six-month price, you know, a, a large time frame, not just like two months, three months, like at least six months uh, to see where these prices are. And we'll see where they are. You know, a lot of these cards, they... They weren't high on the shopping list for me, uh, but I have some points to make here. So hopefully you kind of see what I'm seeing. All right, let's start off first with the with the Machamp V alternate art from Astral Radiance. This was a card that a lot of people were high on when it released. I remember it was like 50 bucks one night and then it was 150 bucks the next night. Because some story came out about how its pool rate is really hard. And remember, I don't like I don't like the pool rate spreadsheets that say, you know, it's a one in something chance for this because the the sample size is so small. It's really hard 
to say that that's the same outcome for everyone, you know, because again, a guy that takes a thousand packs, you would say, oh yeah, it's a 0.001% chance of getting that Machamp V took a thousand packs to get one. And then you have some dude at Walmart who pulls one in one pack. It's like his was a hundred percent, you know? So like, I'm just not a huge fan of it. And it seems like more often than not, those are used to sway people's opinion on how much something costs. That's what I don't like. I feel like that's not what that tool was made for, but that's, that's what people are using it for right now. So here we go. Machamp V. Where is he now? According to TCG player, he is down to uh, $88. 88 bucks um, from looks like as high as 130 at one point. And that was last May. Last May, last June was up almost 130, 150 bucks. In the past year, it has gone down. Uh, we are showing looks like 88, 90 dollars. Just down quite a bit. Um, and that's I never had high hopes for this card. I always I've always viewed Machamp as like a A tier, B tier character. And this is where this is where you have to use the Poke Tower commandments. I always talk about this, but it's it's true. Okay, character is Machamp. I, I would give it like two or three stars. Don't get me wrong. There are Machamp fanatics. Machamp is also an original 151. I get that. But he's still an A tier. You know, he's a B tier, A tier at best, in terms of like, you know, the, the following he has. You look at the artwork. Nothing's really knocking my socks off, right? This is a this is what a standard alternate art looks like. It's, he's just using his arms to carry a bunch of different things. To me, this doesn't capture the lore or the legacy of Machamp. Like when I think of Machamp, I would I would have loved to have seen a card where he was training and or fighting another Pokemon because Machamp has always been a pretty violent Pokemon. People view him as a powerful Pokemon. This doesn't do it for me. Okay, you know, I know I know it's cute, you know, they're giving a story, but it doesn't do it for me. The rarity, alternate arts. You could say that that is probably the only five star it has going for it. Alternate art, um, they have proven to be the toughest pool so far, right? They even got rid of the rainbow rares. Um, you look at the set that it's in, Astral Radiance. Go look at the other cards in Astral Radiance. Machamp, Machamp is not competing with anyone in Astral Radiance. If you look at that set, I think the next best card is like 30 bucks for like a Dialga. Palkia is like 30 bucks too, 20 bucks. So, of course Machamp's going to stand out there. Nobody's... There's no other good cards. So you got to pick something, right? Astral Radiance, not a decent set, right? Last thing, no story, no glory. What do we know about Machamp? Not much besides he was a part of the original 151. That's it. Um, where does his market go from here? I'm not sure. You know, I just wouldn't put any time into it. I think, I think if you absolutely love this card, you do the right thing the first time and you just get the PSA. You get a raw copy and throw it in your binder. Or you get a PSA 10 copy. That's it. There's no, there is no middle ground. Um, I just don't, I don't believe in it in terms of, uh, as like an investable card. I don't, um, yeah. So that, there you go. That's where he is right now. He's, he's, he's dropped in price.
Let's move on to another one. We got Aerodactyl V. Now this one, I like. I like more than I like the Machamp. But I already told you, with Aerodactyl being, you know, one of the most popular cards from Lost Origin, besides the Giratina, what did I tell you? I said, when Silver Tempest come out, comes, look, when Silver Tempest comes out and Lugia has an alt art, Aerodactyl will be a thing in the past. That's what I said, right? Well, let's see where he's at. Let's see where Aerodactyl's at now. Down. Again, um, this was in August of 2022, went from 75 bucks up to uh, about $150, and now is down to about 117 So he's dropped about 30 bucks, 30 40 bucks. Uh, not as much as the Machamp, but let's take a look at the commandments. I would say Aerodactyl is a more popular character than Machamp. So he's got that box checked off, right? Maybe three or four stars. I give him three or four stars. Uh, artwork. I would say that this is a way better artwork than the Machamp card, right? Because you're, you're encapsulating uh, a lot of fossil and prehistoric style Pokemon. You got, you got your Bastiodons, Tropius, Archeops. You got, um, oh man, what's the freaking uh, turtle's name? Oh my gosh, drawing a blank. But you got your fossils down there, right? That's huge. Got the volcano in the back. It's got, it captures this prehistoric, you know, fossil Pokemon look. That's great. It's big. Uh, <clears throat> so, the rarity, alternate art, five stars. The set that it's in, Lost Origin. I would say Lost Origin is a superior set to Astral Radiance. And the prices would say so. You see how this kind of works? <clears throat> and then, no story, no glory. I think Aerodactyl has a decent amount of story and glory. Featured in the show, people feared Aerodactyl, right? That was the episode where Charizard finally came out. Um, you look at Pokemon Fossil. Aerodactyl was a pre-release card. Aerodactyl, you know, it's like, there's so much. He's on the booster box, you know what I mean? Like, big. Um, I would say this is a solid card. But my, my thoughts are the same thing here. If you're a, if you're a binder guy and you're you're collecting for your just for your collection, um, just go buy it raw, throw it in the binder, call it a day. Um, I don't know if his prices are going to drop more, but it's pretty steady, right? Like you you have same thing with Machamp. It spiked and then it dropped. It, and this one spiked and it dropped, but it's kind of flatlined. Um, you know, maybe maybe you can get one for 80, 90 bucks, and and that would be great. Uh, if you're not if you're not binder collecting and you're trying to collect for value, you go for PSA ten. You go for PSA 10, call it a day, do it the right way. Because the, these are going, nines are not going to go anywhere, I'm telling you. Um, it, that is, a that is you're on borrowed time if you're buying nines and then trying to flip them. So I would just, I would go with tens. I think the value stays there. You don't have to, there's no guessing at that point. It's just, you lock it in and uh, you wait till you want to move it. All right, now. Last one of Pokemon, where is Blaziken now? We got the Blaziken VMAX Secret Rare Alternate Art. That is huge. Blaziken VMAX Secret Rare Alternate Art. What have I always told you guys like since the beginning of this podcast? Go with the rarity. Go with the rarity. Now... We've proven this before, you know, with, with the God Rares. We've proven it before with other Secret Rares. 
For the most part, if you go with the rarity, you cannot lose. It's just it's just a tier above, which means there is probably less of this card than other cards in that set. They just printed it less. That's why it's a tier above in rarity. It's just basic, foundational stuff, right? No speculation there. Everyone knows that. So where is Blaziken now? He's up. He's up big. He's up big. So Blaziken was down to about 90 bucks in March of 2022. Uh, he is now up to a hundred and looks about almost 120 bucks. No, I'm sorry. Market price says $108. Let me check that out. Let me check something real quick. Okay. I got to check something. Uh, cause I want to make sure I'm giving you the right info. <laughs> Let's pull this up. Blaziken. Oops. There we go. And let's see here. Let's see what we got. Here he is. Oh, so there we go. That's what I was seeing. So market price is 168. My bad. He's up big. He's up big. You can see this right here. Look at that. From from $96 up to 168. So almost almost 100% gainer. Um and the crazy thing with this, let's 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 talk about this character Blaziken. I would say is probably more popular, more sought after. I would say Blaziken has a bigger following than Aerodactyl Machamp combined. Let's let's hit the commandments. Let's test our theories, right? Artwork. I would say that this artwork is better than Machamp. And probably the same, if not better, than Aerodactyl. I'll tell you why. With, with a full art card like that, with Blaziken being on 80% of this card, or 70% of this card, that is a true full art. Um, and people who love Blaziken, this is, this is the card you want, right? Like, I mean, I think, I would say it's the same or better as Aerodactyl. So give them four, five stars there. Rarity. This is big. Secret Rare. Alternate art. What is this Aerodactyl right here? It's just an alternate art. What is this Machamp V? It's just an alternate art. Pokemon, when the Chilling Rain, Evolving Skies came out, remember the big thing was secret rare alternate arts. That was the big thing. And, and you look at this, he's 100% gainer almost. He's like an 80, 90%. Um, the set that it's in. Now this is interesting. This is really interesting. We touched on it in... TCG Battle Royale. Chilling Rain. Now, remember, in the Battle Royale, I said it's not always about, you know, what's the highest seller, what's the best seller. It's sometimes it's about value, you know, where people aren't valuing things. Nobody valued Chilling Rain. Nobody did. When that set dropped, so many people were talking crap about it. And this is what has come to be. Now that no one has opened it up, right? People are looking for these Blaziken cards. And, uh, and now that people see the rise in Blaziken prices, people are trying to get Chilling Rain. And what's that doing? It's bumping the price of Chilling Rain up as a whole. So it's just this giant snowball effect. Um, but the Blaziken, again, like I say, guys, trust the rarity. And if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I would be going with Aerodactyl or Blaziken. But I would lean towards Blaziken just because that's who I am. I collect the highest rarity available.
Look at Digibattle. Look at Digibattle. You have your non-hollows, you have your hollows, you have your golds. We know it goes in that order. Hollows are the lowest, or non-hollows are the lowest. Hollows are the next tier above that. Golds are the next tier above that. So what happens if you have a card that has a hollow and a gold? Me, I'm always going to go for the gold version of it first. I don't care if the hollow looks better. I'm going for the gold version first because that is more rare. <clears throat> I always go, I always opt for what, I always opt for what the people who made the game intended it to be for. So Pokemon intended for Blaziken VMAX, secret alternate art, to be a hard pull. They, they intended for that to be the biggest pull there is. Now, it may not be the most desirable character for everyone. You know what I mean? Right? Like, maybe people didn't buy Chilling Rain because of Blaziken. Like, I don't want that. That could be a thing. But it doesn't escape the rarity. And I think this is a great example here. Like, look at the card with the highest rarity actually increased with the most value. And that is it for Pokemon this week. Where are they now? We're going to keep this going, though. We got a couple more to go. We're going to get into... Oh, gosh. I wish I knew. Um, I think it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, my gosh. Let's do Yu-Gi-Oh. Where are they now? I don't have my presenter view on, so I can't see what, what you guys are seeing. Okay. Heart of the Cards. Where are they now? These are some other cards that I've been pretty high on. Um, and we're going to check them out. First up is going to be Slifer the Sky Dragon from King's Court. Now, this is the Pharaoh Rare. This is like a case hit. It's like a beyond the case hit. Uh, these are really hard cards to pull. Um, they are even harder to pull than the Collector Rares. So Pharaoh Rares are specially inserted. They're a big deal in King's Court. Where is it now? It's a gainer. All right, let me pull this up so I can actually show you guys what I'm talking about. Slapper. Let me see what we got. If this thing would search, right? Secret. It's a secret Pharaoh's rare from King's Court. Check this out. Market price, $237. Let's see where we were a year ago. A year ago, we were at $223. So it has increased in value. But check this out. It actually dropped as low as $169 in August um, last year. So if you bought in at $169, you are now up about, I don't know, let's see, 70. You're almost up 70 bucks. That's huge. Huge. Uh, but yeah, this is an awesome card. Again, character, artwork. Come on, Slifer is one of the top characters in Yu-Gi-Oh. Artwork, this is a classic legendary artwork from the original, you know, season one, season two Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, the rarity. Again, Secret Pharaoh's Rare. You ain't beating that. Um, the set that it's in, King's Court. We were, I was really high on King's Court. I thought it was loaded with other good cards. Um, <clears throat> no story, no glory. I mean, Slifer. Is, it was Yugi's, you know... I don't know, I don't know what you want me... It was Yugi's monster. Like, you know, besides Dark Magician and, and Summon Skull, like, Slifer was his dude. God card. Kind of hard to beat. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Dark Magician, 25th anniversary from Battle of Chaos. Now, you guys remember this. 
I wasn't too high on this card. Like, hold on. I was very high on this card, but I was not willing to pay the price that it was currently. Remember, there were rumors that it like it was like a one in six box hit or like a one in two case hit. Like, you know, there was lots of rumors of how hard it was to pull this thing. And this card was like 150, 200 bucks at one point. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Where are they now? Dark Magician's down. Over the last year, he's down. I actually think it is a great time to buy a Dark Magician 25th anniversary. Um, let me let me pull this up. But I think I think this is one of the few cards that like I don't think it's down because no one wants it. I just think that there's a little bit more supply than demand. And I think that this one, this is one of those ones. I think the price is down and it's going to go back up. What I, what I think, hear me out. You see how this is right here? This, this scoop right here. What I think is the same thing we're seeing here with Slifer. We are now in this part here where the dark magician isn't as expensive as a Slifer. I, I would be willing, I would buy here at 90 bucks um, or a hundred bucks is what the market price is. Let me take a look here. Yeah. Market price 103. Uh, his price is up, you know, he's up $10 from the, over the last three months, but you look at the year, you know, he was down to 85 bucks at one point. He was as high as uh 146 when it, when it dropped a while back, I think it was February, 2022 is when it dropped or January, February, 22, uh, 2022. I think this is one this is one that can get away from you if you don't if you don't buy now. Um and this is something I'll be looking at. So this is one where I don't really consider it to be bad. I don't consider it like, oh wow, there's no value in Dark Magician, get rid of your cards. I don't think so. because uh, when as you can see, I mean, every single one that we've tested so far, we've done we've done the we've done the command we've applied the commandments and we kind of understand why these prices are where they are. So it's no different for Slifer. It's no different for Dark Magician. Same thing. Character, artwork, rarity, the set that it's in. Uh, no story, no glory. I would say that the character Dark Magician is one of the most popular characters in Yu-Gi-Oh. The artwork is a throwback to the original uh, Bandai Konami Yu-Gi-Oh. I think a lot of people don't know that either. I think a lot of people that probably pull this don't realize that. Um, that's big. Uh, the rarity. Now the rarity, it's, it's, um, what is this? This is an ultra rare, right? Yeah. It's just an ultra rare, <sighs> but it's like, it's very special because it's got the 25th EN001. What happens when they drop a 25th EN002? You know what I mean? Like what, what happens if something weird like that happens? Um, who knows that that could be, that could be big. But, you know, so the rarity, uh, artwork, oh, maybe you could go four stars, maybe. The set that it's in, Battle Chaos is a great set. It's loaded with magicians and starlight rares. Um, no story, no glory. I mean, come on. What are we talking about? I think that this one is actually a great buy. That's where I'm, that's what I'm sticking with, with Dark Magician. I don't, I don't think this is the same thing as Machamp or the same thing as, uh, the Aerodactyl we just took a look at. Okay. Blue Eyes White Dragon from Maximum Gold. Now, this one, 
Uh, this is a great card, and it's actually an affordable card. But I wanted to share it because, you know, like not all these cards have to be $100, $200 cards. Let's talk about something that's more affordable and show you that, you know, the value is still there and the rules still apply. Where is Blue Eyes White Dragon now? Same price as it was about a year ago. Market price is uh, for first edition foil is about 15 bucks. Uh, it got as high as like looks about 20 over the last uh, over the last year. Um, but I think that dip is over. I think this little dip that you see here, it's done. And I think that this one only goes up from here. Because maximum gold is, I think it's two years old now. So if it's two years old, you know, it's seen it's seen a lot of time. That supply has pretty much been out there. Um, I would say that you could go for a PSA 10 here or you could you could buy raw copies. I think they're both good options on on this specific card because it's so affordable. Um, but I think that this one's going to stand the test of time. I think it's a solid card. It's a low risk because it's so cheap. Um, but again, apply the commandments, character, artwork, rarity, the set that it's in. It's got it checks all the boxes. Um, and this may be the most accessible card to everyone, too, which makes it kind of more popular, right? Uh, the more leisurely collector would probably spend 20 to 100 bucks on a blue eyes versus 100 to 300 on slifer or dark magician so and the classic artwork so again these are all classic artworks they're all solid cards and and unlike pokemon i think dark magician has a chance at going back up and i think blue eyes has a chance at going back up the only one who could probably go down is slifer but because it's so freaking hard to pull, I think it might just probably, it's probably just going to stick that price point. All right. That's it for Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's check out uh, some Dragon Ball. Here we go. That light just keeps blinking. Is it this one? There we go. Let's try that out. Let's see if that worked. Maybe I fixed it. I was looking at the wrong light the whole time. Wow. Anyways, Dragon Ball this week. Where are they now? These are some of my favorite picks. These are some of the few cards that I've been really high on. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about it. Here we go. So the first one is Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta testing his limits. This is from Miraculous Revival. I remember... When Miraculous Revival was like 60 bucks a box, people were just ripping on it. Miraculous Revival sucks. Because I think, I think at the time, people were really high on, like people, ba that's when like Tournament of Power and uh, Assault of the Saiyans was popping. So people were like, oh, signature SPRs, that's all that matters. And don't get me wrong, they do, they do, they run the game. Um, but I was like, man, there's some really nice cards in this miraculous revival and people were like that's a cheap set nobody wants it and then i remember miraculous revival went from uh like 60 dollars up to 90 dollars like that like overnight i watched it happen um per box and ever since then it's been doing just fine so vegeta where is he now he's up in price he was as low as 19 bucks at one point uh now he's up to 28 dollars a card and i i remember buying my cards at like 18 19 bucks and I think I, I even, I think I graded like three PSA 10s. Um, 
and I sold them all and I did pretty well. Um, but that was, that was one that was really high on when you just look at the artwork, everything checks the box here. The only, the only box that doesn't make sense is the, the set that it's in. Some people would say miraculous revival is a terrible set. Uh, but for me, when you have an awesome card like this in a, in a set that no one likes that actually like raises the value in my opinion, because no one's opening it. So if no one's opening it, he's harder to get. So like, you know, you could even say the same for like Steam Siege, right? Steam Siege and Pokemon. Not a lot of people like Steam Siege. I'm not a huge fan of it either. But the the fact still remains when someone wants that card, you're going to be the supplier because no one else is opening the stuff. That's what kind of happens when you when you join the masses and don't think for yourself. That's what happens. And then people who think outside the box are like, well, I see some value here. They win. Pretty simple. All right. This one's big. This next one's big, uh, and this may be one of the few cards I've, I've been wrong about. Super Saiyan Blue Vo uh, Gogeta Technique Unchained. This is an SPR from Vermilion Bloodline. Where's he at? He's down. He was as high as 24 bucks last March. He's down to about $9. I, again, I think this is one of the best Gogeta SPRs around. So I think... It's a great time to buy them if you haven't yet. I also think if you have a PSA 10, you're going to be just fine. You just got to hang in there. Um, the other interesting thing about this card is that there's two variants. Remember, um, you have the Vermilion Bloodline first edition, quote unquote, and then you have the Vermilion Bloodline second edition. Uh, and that second edition, they do stamp the cards down at the bottom as like a re. It has RE for like reprint. Um, but if you check it, look, I mean, if you look at his PSA 10 prices, as long as you don't sell, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. 70 bucks, 65 bucks, 90, 65. That's 55, my bad. 55. Now, the biggest thing with these PSA 10s is that you check to make sure that they're not 2022 because there, there are 2022 and they do label it differently at um, PSA. But I would say that his market is down right now. And, and if that scares you, don't buy. But um, I only have one copy of this card. I might actually double up, grab a couple more. Um, for me, and this takes time, this takes time. But for me as a collector... I like to see when people don't value things. That's when I come in and just, whoosh, I'll take that. That's what I do. Um, I believe in this card. I think it's a great card. I think Vermilion Bloodline with that second print actually makes this more rare. Um, we know that they're not going to print that, that first print again. If they do, it'll be, it'll be the second print with the re on there. Uh, but, but I mean, you got Goku and Vegeta on this card. You got Gogeta, probably one of the best artworks of Gogeta. Um, now, it's not the highest rarity. I think that's what hurts it. It's SPR. Um, but I'd be, I'd be willing to bet that this, this, this does okay in the future. And the reason for that is because you, you look at PSA's um, data that they, they give us. Gogeta is one of the highest graded characters in Dragon Ball. With Goku, you know, Vegeta, Gohan, Gogeta, Vegito, Brawly. Like, he's up there. So I would... I would bet on this guy. And if and if I lost, I mean you're out 10 bucks a card right now. Now, some of you are probably hurting like me. I I think I bought I think I bought mine for like 35 bucks over a year ago. 
Um, so, you know, I'm not happy to see that my cards were 10 bucks, but I'm also, I also haven't sold it. It's still, a, <laughs> it's actually in my backlog for cards that I'm still grading. That's, that is how far behind I am. So, you know, the, the, it does take some patience with this and this, this one may not work out, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that it does. And that's probably why I'll buy a couple more copies. All right. Last one for Dragon Ball. It's going to be a sealed box of Realm of the Gods. Where is it now? It's up. And I remember this very vividly telling you guys last year, like, hey, it's at 120 bucks a box. It's at $115 a box. I would buy a couple boxes uh, because today the market price is at $230. So if you bought at 120 bucks, you are up $110 on one box. You bought two boxes, you're up 220. You bought three boxes, you're up $330. You could profit 330 bucks off of um off of your your $110, $115 box. If you bought and then, you know, let's say you bought a case. What if you bought a case? Right? At 100 a box. 130 times uh was it 12? That's big money. It's good money. Um, I think Realm of the Gods is going to keep going up too. I, I, I don't think <laughs> this might be one of the best sealed sets um, besides Tournament Power that we've seen in a while. So this, this, one, this one's going to do well. That Vegeta God Rare is a very strong card. Um, people believe in it. People like it. And uh, I got nothing. I got this. This was going to be a legendary set. We, we called it over a year ago. Um, and hopefully some of you guys got some. All right, that's it for Dragon Ball. Last segment of Where Are They Now for Digimon. Here we go. All right, this, this one was tough. And it's funny, you know, because actually it's super funny. When I was looking at this stuff, you know, I, I think this was the worst batch of cards that I've done on and and so long and it's it's funny to me it's ironic because in Digibattle a lot of people ask for my advice they want this that and the other modern Digimon has been all over the place it's been so unpredictable that's why I've been taking it a lot slower and it's actually been the best thing that I could do um but yeah you know I was, I was that when we get into this you're gonna see what I'm talking about so you got the Omnimon alternate art from Double Diamond, called the Diamond Omni, the America Mon, the Patriot Mon, right? He's up. He's up. Last year, you could get this card uh, for just over 600 bucks. It is now up to $1,100 a card. You're up 500 bucks if you bought it 600. Sadly, I did not. I remember, oh my gosh. Probably my worst call so far, I would say. My worst call so far was saying that this was going to get down into the three to five hundreds and stay there. It was wrong. Flat out wrong, and I missed out. Because I had a couple opportunities to get this card between four and six hundred dollars. And I should have bought two or three copies. That's what I should have done. I didn't, and now I have to now I have to trade my way up and or pull this bad boy to get the card I want. Um, so that's gonna be tough, right? Eleven hundred bucks, and it ain't going anywhere. I don't think it's gonna get any cheaper. I think this was <laughs> It's like five stars across all the boxes. 
five you if you apply the commandments to this guy it's got five stars across the board um yeah i'm not even going to dig into that it's it's a great card and that that is the one that probably stings the most that i was wrong about now the omnimon alternate art from 1.0 where is he now oh he's down he's down so check this out this is crazy um i i don't think anybody I don't think anybody saw this coming that this card was going to be worth $37 today. I didn't. I can tell you that. Um, man, you know, and it, the crazy thing too, though, is that 1.0 is actually going up in price, like in terms of uh, the sealed boxes. So if you look at it, we'll pull it up real quick just to show you. But like, look at this. The case prices, $2,200. Look at this. A sealed box. $150. But the best card you can get in there is, I mean, look at this. You got Omni. 37 bucks. You got alternate art Magna, but he's he's kind of meta though, so that's probably why he's there. You know, it's like that's it. So you're you're you could buy a $150 box of Digimon, and the best card you can pull is probably 37 bucks. That's one of the few times we've seen that in Digimon. Like probably one of the only times we've seen it. But yeah, it's getting crazy. Um and that's where I kind of, I think there actually is hope for this card. Because if the, if the box prices keep going up, whoever's hyping this stuff up, whoever, whatever the sellers are doing, they're going to have to sell this to someone. And what do you say? Oh, you can pull this $40 card. They'd be like, I don't want that crap. So what I think is going to happen is Om Omnimon's price is eventually going to go up. If the box prices keep going up, Omni prices have to go up. Um, I would think it's a great time to buy. I have two copies myself right now. I bought I bought my first copy at 70 bucks. That's that's down 30, 40 bucks. Um, and then I got my second copy a few months back. I opened the box and got one. My wife actually pulled it. So she pulls everything. I don't understand. But uh so now I have two copies. So I'm I'm kind of even right now. You know, you, you I pulled one on a box that I paid, you know, paid for a long time ago. Uh, and then I bought one for 70. So I'm I'm in the pocket in terms of like prices. I just I didn't think it's gonna be this cheap, but we know that 1.0 is hard to grade. So that's the other thing. Um, we know that 1.0 is very hard to grade. Those the the black on the backside of those cards shows every white dot, shows every fingerprint, every bad edge. You you everything. Um, so I'm I'm pulling for this Omnimon. When you apply the commandments to it, it's it's a knockout. It's a home run. And that's why it kind of stands out to me like, hey, maybe this is just like we saw with Dark Magician and we saw with Slifer the Sky Dragon. This could be a very short-term dip that is short-lived and, and there's really no reason why this can't be more expensive. I, if it doesn't, I'm not going to be hurt, but I, I don't, I think there's more to this card than we, we know. And um, I wouldn't be surprised, I would not be surprised if, if this has a second life for collectors. Okay, the last one, War Greymon. This is the alternate art. Uh, you can pull it from, I believe, is it 1.0 or is it 1.5? Let me see. Special release booster alternate art. Yeah. So I believe you can pull this from 1.0. I'm not positive though. But anyways, that's not the point. Where is he now? He's up. He's up big. And 
I don't know if you guys remember, I want to say whew, two or three weeks ago, I told you guys I am really high on these cards. I am really high on the alternate art, specifically this style right here with like the, the motherboard in the back. Um, I think those are, those are big. Um, they really remind me of Dragon Ball Super, Tournament of Power, Assault of the Saiyan signature cards. The only thing is, is there no, there's no autograph on these, but they paint the same picture, right? You have all the main characters, Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Frieza, Beerus. You had Hit in there. You had Trunks. Um, you have Vegito, right? Really awesome characters. Awesome artwork that they take up the entire card, just like this, just like this War Greymon does. You look at what Bandai did with Digimon. Bandai did the same thing with Digimon. They made an SPR with the character all on the card, just like that. Um, and they have most of the main characters, right? War Greymon, Metal Garumon, Diaboromon, um, Metal Seedramon, Piedmon, like you have them all. Gallantmon, right? So like <laughs> I think I think these are gonna keep going up. I think these are gonna keep going up as well. Um, specifically the War Greymon. The other ones might not do as much, do as well. Like, I think it's Piedmon. Uh, I think Piedmon and Metal Seedramon. You pull them from the dash packs, and if those those dash packs are Diamond Dozen, so those might not be as sought after. But like the All Force Vigramon, Metal Garumon, like those types of guys that you have to pull from packs. I think they're gonna be big. Um, I'd be willing to bet, you know, that they they go up over time. And like I said, Bandai's done this before. They painted a picture with those Dragon Ball signature cards. That's what this reminds me of. Because Bandai hasn't made another set of signature cards in Dragon Ball. It was a one-time thing. You look at Digimon. They did this in BT1 and, and or I'm sorry, 1.0, 1.5. That's it. I don't think we see them again. And if that's the case, it's going to be huge. I think it's gonna be huge, and and you got the price here. I mean, it was down to as low as twelve bucks last year, uh, and it's it's gone up to twenty one forty four. So almost a hundred percent gainer on that card, and uh, I, yeah, I'm high on them, really high on them. Okay, that is it for where are they now? We covered every TCG. If you guys like this, let me know. We can cover more. Um, but man, crazy looking back in time like this is just the stuff you can learn. And, and figure out and then you can kind of see how things are going to go in the future um yeah nuts it's just super helpful i i learn as i go when i talk to you guys about these things all right that's it for the big four moving on to marvel this week here we go excelsior this is our segment on marvel trading cards and today we're going to be talking about the top 10 marvel heroes this is per a website. This is not my top 10, um, but I thought it was pretty good. And uh, I think I think we can all learn from it. So here we go. We're going to talk about the top 10. Let me pull up the link here. Top 10 most popular Marvel characters ranked. This is from CBR.com. That's an ad. Get out of here. Get out of here. <clears throat> Let's see what this thing has to say. I'm going to skip through most of this. Read. I'm not going to read all this stuff. Let's just get into it. Yeah, here we go. Number 10. 
Scarlet Witch's popularity has hit the big time in the 21st century. This is someone I would have not have had in my top 10. Um, I'm not a big Marvel person, though, so it's, it's tough for me to, to really have a say in this. That's why I pulled from this. Scarlet Witch isn't always the best person, but she's been popular for a long time. She joined the Avengers at the height of their popularity and was part of the team's biggest relationship. Her status as a mutant and the child of Magneto made a huge difference in her popularity. I did not know that. But the Avengers' 90s popularity slide affected her as well. 21st Century saw Scarlet Witch become a huge part of the Marvel Universe, but 2015 would be her biggest break when she debuted in the MCU. While her solo book failed that year, Wanda had a massive bump in popularity. MCU online spaces explode with conversations about Wanda and her new book is looking to be a hit. Hmm. I didn't know that this was Magneto's daughter. I had no idea. That's crazy. What? Who would have thought? Did anyone know that? I didn't know that. Okay, number nine. You got Magneto. I could see that. I could totally see that. Uh, Magneto's been a long, massively popular Marvel figure. I mean, he's probably one of the top villains. I would, yeah. Okay, X-Men, uh, Marvel's most popular characters for decades, with all the A-list members of the team making huge strides in popularity. Okay, blah, blah, blah. For decades, Magneto was Marvel's most popular villain, starring in cartoons and multiple movies. Yep. Magneto's popularity has stayed awake, or stayed even. Oh my gosh, I can't even read. Has stayed pretty stable even with the rise of MCU. Jeez, wheeze, wake up. Okay. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. I don't want to read all this stuff, to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to read it all. Uh, Deadpool. I could see that. I'm not a huge... I'm not a big Deadpool fan. Like, I don't... Even, like, watching the movies, like, the humor is not even there for me. Like, I'm like, that's so cheesy. Like, but then again, though, like, um, what is it? Uh, Dane Cook. You guys know Dane Cook? Like, people who like that stuff like Deadpool. I, and I don't think Dane Cook's funny at all. Sorry. I'm sorry. I said it. Uh, but, like, it's just not my sense of humor. I guess that's what you could say. Um, yeah. You know, and who knows? Maybe maybe I'll be convinced otherwise, but I, really, I don't really care for it. <clears throat> but he is very popular. I'll tell you that. A lot of people like Deadpool. It's just not my cup of tea. Number seven, Captain, Captain America. I could see that. I thought he'd be a little bit higher, um, especially with what happened recently, you know, in the Avengers stuff. But, uh, excuse me. I wonder how it's going to be now, though, you know, now that he's put down the shield and uh, handed it off in the Marvel movies. But I don't know. Um, Captain America has been, I, how do I put this? I have a lot of respect for Captain America, especially like with the new Avenger movies. I thought like that made me like him more, but um, I've never been a big fan of Captain America. I'm sorry, guys. Loki, road to the road, the MCU to success. Okay, I can see that. Again, um, number six. Wow, I, I must be out. You know, I must not be in with the fans because I just don't really care for Loki either. I don't. Is it because of the show that they shared? Yeah. I. Sorry. I. You guys tell me if I'm crazy. I'm just not being stunned right now by this list. Let's go to number five. Iron Man. There we go. Okay. Iron Man in the top five. I can agree with that. 
Um, he got a lot of push through the 2000s with all the movies. <clears throat> I would... Okay. Iron Man's one of my favorites. So I, I could put Iron Man in my top three. Um, but we'll take, we'll take number five there. Number four. Thanos was the most popular... Is... Was or is? Oh, he was the most popular villain in the world. Uh, What do I think? I think... Yeah, I mean... Thanos is cool. I don't know if he's top five material for me. I don't even know if I, I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't even know. I'm speechless right now, guys. I'm like, I'm trying to figure this out. Wow. I mean, Thanos, he's, he is. I, I would say he's probably like when you, when I've read about Thanos and, and watched the movies, you know, the recent movies. Yeah. He's menacing. Like no one can beat him. Um, and that was apparent, like, I remember even like, uh, was it, uh, oh, I can't remember. I just remember, maybe it was comics. Maybe that's where I remember it from, but like he was unbeatable. Like, and I remember like there, there are comics where he actually like kills people. Right. So, okay. I'm just going to keep moving on here. Number three, <laughs> number three, the Hulk has always been extremely popular. I could see him in a top three, maybe not my, uh, I'll I'll try and rank my guys next. Let me see. Okay, the Hulk. I get that. Um, Hulk is the strongest one there, but not all. Um, he's been mega popular for a very long time. The Hulk has been continually published for decades, starring in solo team and event comics. Yeah, I get that. I like the Hulk. I can I can go. I can do that. Number two. See, okay, Wolverine jumped to the top of the pecking order. Wolverine is the best there is at what he does, and what's been and that's been selling comics. His debut may not have, may not have been the biggest in the world, but his place with the X-Men during their biggest growth period was a huge boom for him. Wolverine quickly became the most popular member of comics, most popular team. When the X-Men hit large, Wolverine was front and center. He still is all these years later. Even in the years of MCU dominance, Wolverine remains more popular than the biggest MCU characters. What? He's a draw in every way and his comic is consistently among Marvel's best-selling solo books. Fans are wild with anticipation both for Hugh Jackman's return and Wolverine's future in the MCU. I, Yeah, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Wolverine, actually. He's one of my favorite. I would say he's probably my favorite Marvel character. Um, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, number one, Spider-Man. Okay, I can see that. Spider-Man brought the Marvel... Uh, Brought Marvel to the next. I cannot read right now. I don't know what's going on. Spider-Man has been a long been Marvel star. Silver Age Marvel was quickly taking the spotlight for their distinguished competition, but they weren't running the table. I can't read. I'm not going to read. I'm going to read. What's going on? Is it? I don't understand. I got my soda. I have no idea what's going on. Is it my eyes? Anyways, Spider-Man, I could see that. I, I'm trying to think who would be in my top five. I'd go, I'm going Wolverine. Yes, Wolverine number one. I'm going Iron Man number two. I'm going, he's not even on this list, but I'm going, I'm going Venom number three. Wolverine. Iron Man, Venom. Who else is here that I don't have? Uh, ooh, 
I would go Magneto for. And I'd probably go Spider-Man 5. I'd probably do that. So you got Wolverine, Iron Man, Venom, Magneto, Spider-Man. And then right after Spider-Man would be Hulk. Maybe you could switch the two, but that's where I would be. I've always been a huge Wolverine fan. Um, it's been my favorite, like, since I was a little kid. Uh, so, and and in modern days, I've been more of, like, an Iron Man fan um, for, from, like, the Avengers stuff. I thought that was awesome. Okay, this is the list here. You guys tell me if you guys like this list. I, I didn't want to read through all this stuff, but it's like, am I missing something here? You guys, whoever follows Marvel, hit us up in the Discord. Give us a reason of what's going on here, okay? All right, that's it for Marvel this week. Just real quick, and the reason why I did this is because I think we're still in our infancy stages for collecting Marvel trading cards, and there hasn't been a lot of interest on the Discord. Like, you don't see a lot of guys buying Marvel stuff. So, you know, they, we wanted a Marvel segment, so we're talking about it, but not a lot of people are buying it. So, to me, that tells me we're not educated enough. So, I'm trying to take the most basic approach to it and say, hey, like, if you don't know where to look, this would be the best places to look. And I'm going to sneeze. I'm trying to hold it in. I'm so sorry. Okay. Moving on to our sports card segment this week. This is going to be fun. All right. For sports cards this week, we're going we're going big, going big. Um, oh my gosh! So let me explain this real quick. Again, uh, one of our guys in our Discord, Lone Wolf, said, "Hey, like let's do March Madness style brackets for sports because for those of us just learning, we may not have all the knowledge because we don't watch as much as you guys do. So like let's let's make this a learning thing." I was like, "All right, cool, we can do a bracket." And I figured, well, again, opening day for baseball is about seventeen days out. Two weeks, basically. Um, this is a great time to start getting up on which rookies could possibly win rookie of the year, and then which rookies are going to make a difference in their teams, September, October, stuff like that. So that's what we're gonna do today. I've made a bracket here, and I'm gonna talk to you guys about it. Uh, let me see if I can shrink myself down here. There we go. We have ten players. We have 10 players uh, from the MLB. They're all rookies. And they're the, it's the projected rookies of the year. You got one to 10. There's going to be five players from the American League, five players from the National League, okay? This right here is a website that I got from a website. This is a link that I got from MLB.com. We're going to talk about it. So... Top Rookie of the Year candidates in each league. You got National League. And then you have American League. Okay, so that's where I got this from. It gives you five players from each, uh, <clears throat> each league. First one we're going to come up with. This is going to be our number 10 spot. Let me show you what we got here. Our number 10 spot right here is going to be Kodai, 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 Kodai Senga. Let me see. Here's a little clip of them right here. I'm trying to go back and forth. That's him right here. Boom. He's gonna. He's number five for the National League, so I put him at the number 10 seed. Okay? You go to the number nine seed right here. Uh, can you guys see my mouse? No one can see my mouse, huh? Yeah, there it is. The number nine seed right here. That'll be the number five seed for the American League, and that's going to be Josh Jung or Josh Jung. 
I don't want to say his last name. Right here at number nine. At number four, I'm sorry, at number eight will be, I just basically switched. So it'd be National League, American League, National League, American League. It's going to go back and forth like that. So you got Josh Jung uh, for the American League at number five. And then number four for the National League is going to be Ezekiel Tovar. Ezekiel Tovar is going to be, <clears throat> looks like uh, right here, the number seven slot. Okay. So you have Ezekiel Tovar versus Kodai Senga right here. And then you have Josh Jung versus, go back to my American League. I got to scroll back and forth. Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown's going to be right here. Hunter Brown, Josh Jung, Kodai, and Ezekiel. Okay? That's going to be our first matchups this week. So what we're going to do is I'm going to open this back up in the Major League Collecting, or I'm sorry, um, the March Madness tab. In the March Madness tab, what I want us to do is start discussing players and why they think that these players are better than others. So it could be like, hey, I think the Astros have a better team, which is why this rookie will do better, right? Hunter Brown is going to do better than Josh Jung on this team, you know? And I want us to, for you, for you baseball guys, guys that watch baseball, this is your time to shine in the Discord and educate someone on your sports knowledge and all. And it and it, it could be it could be your own personal choice, like like preference, like hey, no, I just like this player. I think he's gonna do well. I think I've watched him in college or whatever the case may be. Watched him as a prospect, you know, like it could be that, or um, it could be because you have the stats and you have the numbers and you know exactly what you're looking for. And and this guy displays all those things. That's what it's gonna be. I'm going to go through the rest of this list real quick, and then we'll move on. So starting this week, we'll start the voting for the 8th seed versus the ninth seed and the 7th seed versus the 10th seed, okay? Now, at the number 6 spot, you have Miguel Vargas from the Dodgers down here, okay? And he's going to be playing the, let's see, I'm going to go back to the number 5 spot now. It'll be a lot easier. The number 5 seed is going to be Tristan Cassis right here. Now, I know Miguel Vargas and Tristan Cassis are going to be pretty decent, um, or I knew, they, I knew they were pretty decent because I had pulled some of those cards from Top Series 1 in a submission that I did with SGC. So, And I had been hearing these are some pretty good rookies, so you might want to put some money into them. I was like, all right, cool. Um, that's the only reason, and that's, that's the only knowledge I really know because I don't watch the Dodgers. Um, I don't watch the Red Sox. I hardly watch baseball at all. I usually only watch playoff baseball. That's it. Um, so watching rookies, you know, I only basically I only know what I follow on like social media. If I see some highlights, if I see that people are talking about someone, I'll go do some research. But other than that, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Uh, the number four seed is going to be Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker for the Cardinals. Now, I've been hearing a lot about this dude, and apparently during spring training, he's been killing it. He has been killing it. So there's a lot of buzz around this dude, and his prices have already shot up quite a bit. Uh, and he is the number, he's the number two guy on the uh, National League, you know, projected to win rookie of the year. Scrolling down here, um, let's see, the number three seed is going to be Logan Ohop uh, for the Angels. 
and uh, he is right here. Now, I haven't heard much about him, um, we'll have, but maybe, you know, we do have an Angels fan in the Discord. We got Chris, so maybe Chris will be able to tell us, hey, this guy's a real deal, or it's like, you know, you have Shohei, and you have Trout right now. I think Shohei's going to be gone pretty soon, but uh, if he isn't already. Um, but you is he like that type of player? You know what I mean? What What's up with this Logan O'Hop? Maybe Chris can tell us, right? Um, let's see. Oh, and then the number two seed. Let's keep going. Now, this is one of my personal favorites. I don't have any of his rookie cards yet. I, I wanted to pull it. I didn't pull any of his cards. I was kind of mad about that. But you got Corbin Carroll uh, from the Diamondbacks. Now, this dude, he is the projected number one rookie of the year for the National League. Um, and he's he's pretty legit. And if you go on eBay, like a lot of the top Series 1 cards he has, 2023 rookie cards, they're selling for good chunks of change. So a lot of people are picking him uh, to win it. But it's crazy because it's almost like overwhelmingly powerful. Like who's going to actually win rookie of the year? A lot of people are putting their money on the number one seed here, which is Gunnar Henderson. So am I. Um, Gunnar Henderson came onto the scene and he's just been looking great ever since. So I would say it's probably a lock for him. I would say it's probably, I would go Gunnar Henderson, Corbin Carroll, and then I would go, uh, I would go Jordan Walker. Gunnar Henderson, Corbin Carroll, and then uh, Jordan Walker. Those are my three top three picks uh, for rookie of the year. There's a lot of other ones though, like Tristan Cassis though, and then you have uh, Miguel, like, and shoot Logan O'Hop. I don't even know anything about him, but he's ranked pretty darn high. So I don't. What's up with that? You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple things I don't know. So together as a team, we're gonna talk this out in the Discord uh, and see what people think, right? And hopefully we have some baseball nuts. I know Omega. Omega follows a lot of baseball, so maybe he can tell us what's going on. Uh, and why he thinks that's really the big thing is I want to know, I want to know your opinions, why things are the way they are. Um, tell me why these players are going to do well. Um, but as far as I'm concerned from, from the small amount of film that I've watched, Gunnar Henderson looks like the most like pro ready rookie there is. Uh, he just got, he just, he looks like everyone else out there. <clears throat> looks great. So that's going to be our. March Madness, Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year selections. And hopefully as these weeks go on, we are learning about these players. And this allows you to pick which sports cards you're going to buy and invest in, right? And the cool thing is, is if you're right, if we do well, you can sell those to grow your collection. Okay, that's it for sports this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, This has been a long podcast, hour 15. Oh. Oh my gosh, maybe that's why I'm messing up. I'm I'm past my time limit. Okay, last segment of the day. Gengar's Grabs, here we go. Whew, I feel like I've been dragging today. I'm sorry about that, apologize. Uh, Gengar's Grabs, our last segment of the day. This is our segment all about you guys. If you want to be featured in Gengar's Grabs, you got to join our Discord. When you join our Discord, you can post in the Gengar's Grabs tab of cards that you bought this week or sealed products, whatever you bought this week. Give us a little story on why you got it, and then I rank them. Here we go. Number five this week. Going with Josh, a.k.a. Pommin Meats. He got a secret rare uh, hit here from at, uh, Gapejaw, Gapejaw Bog. 
I believe that's Lost Origin. I believe it's Lost Origin. Don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, Secret Rare. I mean, it was actually pretty, it was a pretty, like, I want to say a slow week in the Gengar's Grabs tab. Um, and just to see a Secret Rare pop up, you know, it's like, he, he, he got in. He got in the number five spot. Um, these are, these cards, these remind me of, how do I say this? They remind me of the Dragon Ball Super Special Rares, right? So, like, a while back, I was telling you guys, you can buy a Dragon Ball Super Special Rare for, like, 5 to 10 bucks, rate it for 15 and then sell it for, like, 40 to 50 You can do that with a lot of the Pokemon Gold trainer cards. Now, you, you know, you're only making 10 you know, I would say 5 to, like, 15 bucks, you know, on those slabs if they grade well. Uh, but that's easy money all day. Okay, number four, going with Paperclip, a.k.a. Jake. Uh, this was cool. So he actually got these cards in the mail from our mod, uh, Chase, a.k.a. Too Old to Mod. So he gave him a bunch of Jaguars cards because Jake is a Jags fan. And then he gave him some Shaq uh, cards as well as a Shaq Pog because uh, he's a Shaq fan. So that was cool. It was cool to see another member of the Discord just kind of give something out like that. And oddly enough, number three this week is Chase, too old to mod. He's our Discord mod, and he got a rookie uh, relic of Adley Rutschman. Adley is another uh, rookie this season that I'm super high on. I have a few of his cards that I'm invested in, um, but he's teammates with Gunnar Henderson. So you have Gunnar Henderson, who's supposed to win rookie of the year, and you have Adley Rutschman, who's supposed to be top five, if not the best catcher in baseball this year um they they might be a really good tandem and they could do a lot of good for the orioles so i'm excited for that and that's a really sick card a lot of people like the way it looked um chase you got to tell us is that like a piece of metal or is it like plastic what is that in the middle or is it just like flat is it three-dimensional i know that they're relic cards so i'm guessing that this is like a a pin or something like that like kind of has some you know I, I don't think it's flat i think there's some dimensions to it um, but yeah, give us a closer look. But that's a rookie um, memorabilia card of Adley Rutschman. I thought it was sick. Okay, number two this week. That guy, CT. Now, this was cool. So he had a trade night at his work. And they, everyone brought, like, cards to work. And they traded stuff. And this dude comes out with three PSA 10s uh, for One Piece. I think that's dope. Now, I'm not a huge One Piece fan. I don't know anything about One Piece. Uh, but what I can respect, I believe these are like pretty rare cards. And then going and getting PSA 10s, that's how you do it. 10s only, baby. That's sweet. Um, yeah, props to him. I, I thought it was cool too, like trade night. Like, I actually want to do a trade night uh, in the Discord. That's something I want to do. Uh, I, what I would do is I would open up the voice chat, have everyone turn their cameras on, and basically have your table of what you're trying to trade. And uh, we could just let people open up the floor. Be like, okay, you're first. What do you got? And if anyone says anything, you know, you could work a trade right there. Who knows if that would actually work? Probably wouldn't, but maybe maybe we give it a shot. I don't know. We do have a trade tab, but I feel like a trade night where multiple peoples can get involved might open up the floor and get people to actually do some do some deals. Who knows? And number one this week, Top G. JT absolutely killing it. Uh, this was cool. So he speaking of trades, it's funny, right? 
this is actually nuts. So CT does a trade night at work. Top G, JT, he does a trade online with someone else. And he traded away, I think he said he traded a Battle Spirits Black War Greymon. Traded that away and got this lot of BGS graded um, Swedish promos of the Digi Destined. So he's got all seven, the full set there. He mentioned that they're not, you know, the Shreddies promos, but still, it's still sick. Um, and I would I would say that that's like the third third tier there. So you have the Fox Kids promos, which is the same cards. It's the same exact print as these. Number one for like the most rare. Then number two, you have this the Shreddies promos. Those are hard. Those are hard as hell to find. As a matter of fact, I just finished my my set of the the Digi Destin for Shreddies last week, and it's taken me about two years to do. Um, and then that third tier would be the Swedish promos. Now, these come, these used to come from um, uh, McDonald's, I believe. I think they're McDonald's, yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I'm not even going to say it. They're just Swedish promos. I'm not even going to try and, I'm I'm so brain dead right now. They're the Swedish promos. So these have the same identifier as the Shreddies, right? So they have the CP, CP identifier at the top, but the difference is at the bottom of these cards, there's no not there's not a not for resale stamp. So that's the only difference between them. Um but still sick and I mean go find a full set of these. It's 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 pretty hard to do. And if you do find a full set that's in this condition, that's a whole another level on top of that. So it's just cool to see it all in one and that's why he got number 1 this week because it was all in one, just one big thing. All right. That's it for the grabs this week. And that sums up episode 126. Whew. I'm exhausted. You guys exhausted? That was tough. I, that was a long episode. That's an hour and a half. Holy cow. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for always supporting. If you're listening on Spotify, I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. I got, I got sponsored by Spotify to do an ad for them. And, uh, I got to put my own little twist on it. So if you listen to the ad, thank you. You know, we get paid for that stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, But please like, share, subscribe, join our discord because it's free. Those links are always in any video. You just got to go scroll to the bottom, click the, click the links that say so. And last thing, if you want to support this podcast, again, click the link that says support this podcast. You can donate as little as 99 cents a month. Helps me keep the lights on here. Look, we got the nice white lights. You guys got to tell us about that. Do we like the white lights or should we go back to purple and red? like Gengar. You guys let me know. Anyways, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next week for episode 127.